I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So Braden Point and his line, they got destroyed in game one against the Bruins, but he promised a better effort, and boy, he and the Lightning got it Monday night. Point with a goal, three assists. The Lightning win 4-2 in game two and so they even the series against boston heading to td garden on wednesday at seven that series all tied one one so you got to breathe a little easier lightning fans they're back in it that was certainly kind of a a critical game for the bolts the tampa bay rays meanwhile they got back to their winning ways jake faria goes eight innings shut out baseball but it was a wild ninth inning they somehow hang on and they beat the detroit tigers three to two in a bizarre story uh that i broke uh, early in the morning Uh, yesterday uh, about a threatening tweet that was directed at Jason Light from a man that the team says they are now investigating. All that and more on this Tuesday edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Before we get started, I want to tell you about a special offer from Audible.com. Sign up now and get a free 30-day trial. That's a $15 value. And as a listener to this podcast, you also get a free audiobook. Just go to audible.com slash sportsday. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash sports day for a free 30-day trial and a free audiobook. So, Steve, you were there. I watched from the comfort of my own home every minute of this game, and, boy, the Lightning played extremely well. They came out on fire. They wind up winning the game 4-2. to two. Um, I, I don't know how they could have played much better to start the game. I think at one point they had uh, 10 shots on goal to zero. And uh, they dominated in every way you can. And yet, you know, they were tied at 1-1 after one period. But um, it, was a, it was an impressive game. And, you know, we, we knew that Braden Point, who had promised to play better um, because, you know, they had gotten lit up by that Bruins line of Patrice Bergeon and, and Brad Marchand and, um, of course, David uh, Pasternak. And so uh, he did play better. He was outstanding. Uh, I, I think now Braden Point – the way he's played of late is their best player. Um, he does it on both ends of the ice. He's so fast. He sets guys up. He scores. Uh, he scored the empty netter. Um, he was phenomenal tonight, and I think I think they brought it to him. I mean, there's a lot of heroes in this game. We can talk about Ryan Callahan and the physicality that he brought, but they made the Bruins feel them, and I don't think they had that intensity, and I don't think the Bruins ever felt them uh, in game one the way they did in game two. No, the Lightning definitely played a complete game tonight. Braden Point is their best two-way forward. I mean, when it comes to all aspects of the game, he is by far their best player uh, on the ice. And tonight he was definitely up there. Ryan Callahan had a phenomenal game tonight. Oh, he was great. Andre Palat was fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. the, I mean, the whole team, that, that intensity that Coach Cooper talked about that was missing from game one was definitely there tonight. I think, and I may have the figure wrong, but I believe I heard Dave Michigan in the postgame say that that Boston was held to nine shot attempts in the third period. Not wow. shots on goal, shot attempts. Shot the, attempts. The Lightning, and they were trailing. I mean, the Lightning the lightning dominated this game, really. Um, you know, But credit Boston, they hung in there, and Tuka Rask had another good game. 
Uh, he was phenomenal. Especially the one. first period. Mm-hmm. Oh, his his first period was unreal. Yeah, it did start out 10 nothing in shots. The Lightning killed off a one minute and I believe 44 second, five on three. Five on three, um, yeah. Ryan Callahan was a big part of the reason that. And the defense, Girardi was out there, McDonough and, and Hedman were too, but, and Strawman. Uh, but, yeah. um, you know, after that five on three, it really kind of carried some momentum. Now, they did give up a goal late in the first period, but, you know, going in 1 1. Um, and then they get the goal to go up 2-1. Uh, and then Andre Pallotta, a big goal to go up 3-1. Um, and and Vazzy gave up a weak goal, made it 3-2. Yeah. Uh, one he'd like back in the final minutes, but uh, they For held sure. on. But, yeah, definitely a complete effort. You know, the Lightning plays like that, they're a tough out. It's it's hard to see many teams winning four games out of seven against that team if they play that way every night. Well, and, you know, um, Callahan was interviewed after the game, I think, by Pierre Lebrun and on on the uh, on NBC Sports Channel, and you know, and that's exactly what Callahan said. You know, he was asked, you know, sort of, what was the talk before the game? You know, what did John Cooper have to say? And it essentially was, look, you know, we didn't bring any intensity um, to the first game, but if we go out there and play the way we're capable of playing, we're going to be fine. Like, you know, we're good enough to beat these guys, and we just have to play the way we we typically play. And and I I think they. They were more physical. Um, they, they, you know, forechecked. I mean, you know, they barely, I mean, Boston, the first period, barely got across, the, you know, the blue line. I mean, it was, it was impressive. And, you know, I mean, these guys, they were on a mission. They were the desperate team. And I think sometimes the more desperate team wins these, these games. As you go through a series, you know, Boston got game one. It was, it was, it was a lopsided score. It was much closer probably than the score. Um, but Tampa Bay knew they had to win. I mean, they, they could not go to the TD Center in Boston down 2-0. Uh, now, as it stands, they got to do essentially what the Bruins just did. They have to go up there, try to get one out of two games, and, and come back to Tampa and have the, the home ice advantage in their favor again. Well, playoff hockey oftentimes is a battle of will, not skill. That's so true. And the Lightning's will tonight was higher than Boston's by far, and, and it showed. Um, from the from the jump, I mean, and and you know the Lightning, you know, didn't want to lose that home ice advantage. Now, they, I mean, they have to win a game in Boston, but they couldn't go to Boston down o two. That would be really bad. Mm-hmm. And and as it turns out, all four playoff series right now are one one. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the NHL's got to be loving that, to be honest. Oh yeah. Um, and, and there's some great matchups right now, but you know that Lightning team tonight, top to bottom. Although I, I think the top line, we're still missing the top line. You know, Nikita Kucherov, Steven Stamkos. I thought JT Miller played a pretty good game. Um, but you'd like to see Stamkos and Kucherov get more involved. Um, but beyond that, I thought... More, more involved? Could, could they be less involved? Well, I mean, listen, well, I'm just going to say it. There's something wrong with Steven Stamkos. I mean, other than being able to sit out there in a power play and try to, you know, hit the one-timer on a pass from Kucherov now and then, he's bringing nothing to the party. I mean, I don't know what they're doing to lock him up or lock him down. I mean, he's got one goal in, in these whole playoffs, right? Uh, and, and so they, they played, you know, they've played seven games, and he's got one goal. Kucherov has started to sort of disappear again. Yeah, no, uh, he had a good he, first round. He, he scored did. 10 points in the five games in the he first did, round. Five he goals, did. five assists. I agree. He got off to a little slow start in this series, and then he picked it up. And maybe that will happen again here. I think he's too good to hold down. Um, but that line has not been very productive for them, at least in this series. And I, I don't know, you know, because you can go back many, many games, and of course we know that Stamkos was hurt towards the end of the year, and they shut him down. But I don't, I don't have the stats in front of me. It's like four goals and a gazillion games. You know, it's like 
he is not he is not contributing from a scoring standpoint, which is what you know, which is what you want him to do. Now their power play is still pretty damn good. Um, you know, they got another goal uh, tonight off of it, and that, but that was that was Yanni Gord, you know, on the on the uh, cross pass from uh, Braden Point, uh, which was their first goal. So, you know, it, it it just I just think that your best players, if he's your best player, one of your best players on the on the best line. They have to play. They have to play great, and that's what you've seen from Bergeron and Marchand and those guys. So they have to match that somehow. But look, it's only it's a it's only two games into the series. Um, but I still think there's you know I still think he's having to gut through something right now. Well, you remember he missed a few games at the end of the regular season. Yes, he uh, did. The last three, I believe, for what he called a nagging injury. Uh, I think yep. they, I think they classified it lower body injury. Um, mm-hmm. And he came back for the playoffs, and they said at the time, "Look, if the playoffs were happening, he could play now." But is he a hundred percent? It sure doesn't seem. No like one it. is. It sure doesn't seem like yeah. it. I mean, you, and in hockey, you never know till the end of the till the end. Sure. And some sometimes you find out, sometimes you don't. Uh, right. But yeah, he does not look. He's definitely not. Yeah, he's not engaged. He kind of, he he's checking some. He does follow through mm-hmm. on some checks, but mm-hmm. you know, and now. Boston, you know, Boston's a very good defensive team, and they do not give you a lot of space. And we saw no, a couple times tonight Nikita Kucherov get really frustrated, slamming a stick against the boards or the ice. Yes, um, yes. Because they're not getting the space they want. And, you know, these guys are playmakers that you give them some space and they'll dazzle you with what they can do. Boston doesn't give yeah. you that. And, and, and is part of it injury? Is part of it frustration? Is it a combination of all of it? Um, you know, if that line starts heating up and the rest of the lines play the way they have been, look out. Oh, they'll be great. I mean, but for example, I mean, they had a, uh, you know, at one point in it with a two-to-one game, I believe it was two-to-one, um, you know, the Lightning uh, had a power play, had a four-minute, you know, power play after a, a four-minute minor. So, you know, it, it they didn't score. Um, now, you know, certainly it, it helps when you, when you have the, the puck that long because the other team's not scoring either, but it could have given them momentum. And you just like to see them cash in on some of those opportunities. But for whatever reason, that line is just not going right now. I guess the good news is you're you're one one in the series, and you know Braden Point and those guys bounce back and they they win this game. And so, you know, look, you've got you've got to win three more games, and at some point these guys are going to show up and play a role. You just know it's going to happen. But hey, any day now would be nice for Steven Stamkos if he's going to contribute. All right, so the Lightning then now they'll travel to uh, Boston here, eh? and uh, we're going to hope to talk to uh, Tom Jones tomorrow. We'll see if we can hook up with him on his way or maybe once he gets up there or whatever. Um, so yeah, I, I know you want to get Tom's take because everybody was so excited at the start of the series when he uh, announced that this season's over. Sorry, folks, nothing to see here. They're going to lose to Boston. I just got a big feeling about this. And, hey, they may still. And certainly he looked like Nostra Thomas, as he's prone to do when they came out and laid the egg and lost 6-2 to two in game one. But now they bounce back. The series is tied. And, uh, you know, uh, he, he's the one that had written after game one. They didn't you know. Don't panic. They didn't they didn't play that badly. I actually think they did play poorly at times. But you could see the difference tonight. They were engaged from the opening face off and um, they were going to take this. They were not going to be denied. And they weren't. But Boston, uh, Steve, has been their house of horrors and not just this year. And I know that, you know, there's a lot of guys that haven't played for a while that are part of that streak. Um, but it is a thing. It's it's there to see for everybody that they do not play well in that building, and that's that's a tough building and a really good hockey team. Those are two combinations that you know you you should be tough at home when you have that hockey team. 
Yeah, well, you know, look, Boston plays a, a defensive style. They're, you know, they're, I think they were a top five defensive team this year. Um, mm-hmm. They're going to try to shut you down. They control the matchups, so the home team gets to put their players on the ice last. Well, so when you put out yep. Stamkos and Kucherov, they can pick who they want to put out against you. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that's where the, the home ice is. That, you know, that's the advantage in hockey. The, the crowd and all that I don't think does as much. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it does some, but but being able to control the matchups is important um, in, yeah. in the playoffs where, you know, you can make sure that, you know, when Marshawn and Pasternak and Bergeron are on the ice, you can put out the point line if you're at home. Well, you don't, yes. get, you don't get to pick those matchups when you're on the road unless it's in the yeah. normal flow of play. Yeah, a little bit tougher, but... Um, like I said, they'll go up there, and if they can get one out of the next two and, you know, stay alive in the series, get home ice back on their side. I think – look, all of us, I think, said that this series was not going to be over in four or five. Um, I think it goes six or seven, and I'm going to say it goes seven. Uh, for the Lightning win, I think they may need to go seven. But if they do, they got home ice, and we'll see. But, it's, man, it's starting, to, it's starting to be a great series. It's going to be You'd be happy really if you split in Boston. That makes it, then yes. it makes it a best of three series with you getting two games at home. With you got home ice, right. So that's that's what you want to do. Do what Boston did. Take one out of two. Mission accomplished. Come back here and then hold home ice. And, and that's, that's what they'll try. Meanwhile, the Rays uh, won tonight, or last night, I'm sorry, in Detroit. And they started their series against the Tigers. I think we These need to guys, correct last night's podcast. We might have a new ace <laughs> on the staff. I know. We, we announced that Blake Snell was the ace of the staff. And he indeed has pitched like it. Um, I don't know that I'm ready to give it to Jake Faria just yet, although it's weird. Like, he's had two really bad games, and the rest of them have been really pretty good, you know? This was the best game he's ever pitched, I believe. Um, I don't think he's ever done this. I don't think he's gone. He's never gone this deep. He went eight innings, and he's never pitched eight shutout innings in the majors that I'm aware of. Uh, He was fantastic, and he had everything going, Um, you know, from the first pitch on. The command that that guy had – he was ahead of everybody in the count. Now, look, I don't, I don't know that the Tigers are, you know, going to be one of the best hitting teams in the American League. But that aside, he was just spot on tonight. And they get, you know, they continue to get enormous hits and enormous home runs. I mean, you know, this was a zero-zero game, uh, and then C.J. Crone comes up and hits a two-run homer, and then to tack on a little bit of insurance, uh, you've got Brad Miller who goes oppo to left field. He hits a home run, so it's three to nothing. And then, of course, you turn it over to the bullpen where it's just, it's just an adventure down there right now. Um, you know, they, they beat up their bullpen pretty good. So that was the other thing that it was really important for Faria to go deep. Nobody expected him to go eight. And I get a, you know, in part out of necessity maybe a little bit, but he was at 100 pitches after seven. And, you know, the thing is, Kevin Cash stuck him right back out there, you know, and he might have been – trying to cover up a little bit for the inadequacies and who he had available down there. Um, and, and, and indeed, they, they nearly blew it. Um, but uh, Alvarado came in and, and, you know, nails down the final out, and uh, the Rays win again. So, yeah, 9 out of 10. It's just phenomenal the way they've been playing. And, Steve, you said before the podcast, who's the best-hitting team in the American League? Mark Topkin tweeted it out on Monday, and we retweeted it from uh, Sports Day TV uh, on Twitter. That the Rays had the highest batting average in baseball at two seventy one. Now a That's month a month ago, as the season was starting, and everyone was claiming the Rays were tanking, the Rays were saying we're not, we're not. But most people thought they were, and they were they couldn't hit. And I, I'm one of those who didn't think they could string hits back to back to back to to make it work this season. But mm-hmm. through the first what are we twenty seven games in now, 
Yeah. It's 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 a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. It's been way better um of late and you know I mean they're they're third well, they're 13 and 14 now. They have a chance to get to 500, which if you're around 500, I mean that's that's really the goal for, you know, till the last month and then make a push and you're probably going to make the playoffs. So, I mean, here's the thought that I keep having. Um, and we talked about how this is, you know, they got they they now have a a, a a team full of dreamers. I mean, these are this is these guys. You know, if you Joy Wendell, uh... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You know, that's, you know, that this is your dream. If you're Daniel Robertson, this is your dream. Those guys are hitting great. And But what if, you know, we've seen this before, what if, like with Moneyball and then the Rays and their analytics and the shifts and all this stuff, what if they're right <laughs> and and the guys they got can actually string hits together and great at bats and get guys on and get guys in and they just have this confidence and, and with combined with the pitching that they actually make a run at this thing? I mean, would that not be one of the damnedest stories in baseball you've ever heard of? Look, they've changed the game before with the shifts and things like that. that they had. Maybe this is it again. It, it it could be. I mean, you know, I didn't think it's, much. It's a small sample size yet, and it's still it's real early. small. I mean, twenty seven games. It's sort of like if you said that you know after the first you know twelve or so, you'd be like, well, these guys suck, no way. Um, and we still know what they're up against in Boston and in the Yankees and their lineup. They don't have that lineup. They just don't. Not on paper. Not on the field. However, you know, guys like C.J. Crone hits ball out of the ballpark. You know, if Brad Miller starts going going deep, that was his second home run. Uh, on Monday night so you never know what you're going to get but uh, it's fun uh, to watch if you're a Rays fan to see them dig themselves out of this hole which is not an easy thing to do in baseball especially when you start a season that way because everybody says well it's a long season but you know what nobody wins a pennant in April but you certainly could lose one when you bury yourself like that but here's the thing too on the small sample size it's 27 games but mm -hmm. 13 of those are against Boston and New York the best teams in baseball. Half yeah. half of your games are, and you're leading the league in hitting. Pretty now, damn it, good. It, it's still small and still you know early, and, and some of those games were in cold weather when nobody was hitting. Right. But and and some teams have played more than that. But it's it's well, it's a lot more impressive than I thought they would be. And you know the other thing they do is they catch the baseball. I mean the defense is showing up. Um, they don't make a lot of errors. They don't they don't you know give away runs. And of late, they've been pitching really, really well, especially the starting pitching. Um, you know, I know Chirinos didn't go very deep, but he was picked up, um, you know, uh, by the bullpen. So, hey, I don't know, man. I just, if you're a Rays fan, this was a good night to be a Tampa Bay sports fan. You know, you could go back and forth. You watch um, the Lightning hold on to beat Boston, even that series, and then you go back to the Rays and some drama right after the Lightning game ended. You get to watch sort of the ninth inning uh, start to collapse and then, the Rays hold on and win. So you got to be pretty happy if uh, you're a Tampa Bay sports fan after Monday night's events. Now, not so happy uh, are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This was a story, uh, Steve, that I worked on 
till about one o'clock in the morning uh, on, I guess it would have been Monday morning or yeah, yeah, Sunday Monday night, morning. Sunday night, Monday morning, Sunday night, we're crossing the Monday morning and uh, really kind of a, kind of a creepy thing, if you will. Um, I had a, essentially a tweet that was uh, sent to me and it had a, a GIF in it and it was directed at Jason Light and it was, it was actually posted, you know, sometime over the draft uh, by somebody whose Twitter handle was at love, L-U-V, Dem, D-E-M, Knowles 22. Love Dem Knowles 22. So, you know, without much uh, detective work, you can figure out that this is a Florida State fan. You know, he really, or she, I didn't know at the time, was not happy with Jason Light or with the draft. And you would think that that might center around really sort of one person, and that's Derwin James. I mean, Derwin James was there to be taken. Uh, they traded down from seven to number 12. They wound up getting Vita Vea, but Derwin James was next on their board, and they didn't choose him. So, you know, a lot of people, I mean, this is the thing about social media. It's like everybody now has a platform. Everybody can be Mel Kuyper. Everybody can, you know, instantly analyze what a crappy job their team is doing or what, a, you know, the greatest draft in the history of drafts that, that they're witnessing and so people, you know, commonly get on there and they commonly use these little, uh, you know, uh, screen, you know, kind of like GIFs from movies or from TV shows or cartoons to sort of, you know, express themselves. Well, this one was a little, well, no, it was a lot across the line, in my opinion. Um, you know, when I had this sort of sent to me, um, it was it was it was kind of scary. I mean, it was a it was a gif of a murder scene from the 1990 film King of New York, and in that in that movie in this particular scene, a, a drug lord, which is played by Christopher Walken, and David Caruso is the officer, and it, it actually takes place at a funeral, but that's neither here nor there. So the ro- the window rolls down is Christopher Walken, who points what looks to be a shot, sawed-off shotgun of some kind. Or, or, you know, a high-caliber weapon, and literally blows, splatters the brains or the blood of David Caruso all over his vehicle or the, the vehicle across from him. And it's shocking to see it, you know. Um, and underneath that that GIF, the, the, this person writes, when I see Jason Light next time I roll through Tampa. Now, you know, you're thinking, well, is this some stupid kid? You know, a lot of people, you know, get on Twitter and, you know, they act tougher than they are and everybody. So I started checking this thing out. Um, and, you know, basically, I mean, all I did was I, I am the guy. I followed him. Uh, and then he followed me back immediately. And I started kind of a conversation. I was like, you know, um, Strick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times just wanted to you know, chat with you a little bit. Oh, you know, he was seemed very receptive to to chat with me. And I said, I want to ask you about the draft. And so we went through this, this process where, you know, he talked about how he's a big Florida state fan. You know, he grew up in the Naples area and, um, you know, moved to Houston and all this stuff. He did not, I, at no time did I really think that he was giving me his real name. He said his name was Mike Rogers, which is, you know, it could be, I'm sure there's plenty of Mike Rogers out there, but, I, I don't still believe, in fact, I'm fairly certain that's not his real name. But nonetheless, he gave some information about himself. And, you know, then, then it got to the point of the tweet. It was like, hey, man, you know, don't you think maybe that, um, 
you crossed the line there, you know. Uh, and then he, he went on to say that it was a total exaggeration, just got caught up in the moment, it was a tasteless tweet. I'm not a psychopath. <laughs> um, and I just have this feeling that if you have to say you're not a psychopath, it's a little like saying I'm not a racist. You probably are um, if, you have to, if you have to make that comment. But nonetheless, uh, this is something the Bucks did take seriously, as they should. Um, and, you know, and here's the thing, Steve. We live in a world of, you know, we just witnessed Parkland, right? And it's like see something, say something, right? And you don't want to have a situation where, you know, somebody in Houston, God forbid, um, you know, were to, uh, uh, to use a gun on somebody and you come to find out, oh, yeah, that was this guy whose Twitter handle was that. And they go on social media and they see all these, you know, graphic, uh, disturbing, you know, sort of things on, on, on the Internet in their accounts, Instagram or whatever it is. Um, so rest assured that, you know, the NFL will be on it. These teams um, generally, you know, hire FBI agents or have people in their fold that will communicate with other law enforcement and they'll get to the bottom of it. Um, but it was a really, you know, it, it's kind of it's kind of shocking. I know this happens, but it's kind of shocking to see um, when you're in this business, or if you're, you know, if you're an athlete, if you're an actor, if you're a musician, um, you know, social media is sort of a blessing and a curse all at once. And you know, this is sort of what these guys have to kind of endure. And it's kind of it's kind of sad that that there are that many people out there, or some people out there. Um, that would cross a line like that. You know what I mean? It is. Although, you know, I think you have to be careful not to sit there and say there's a lot of people out there, and you didn't say no. that. But, but it's a, such a small minority. But, yeah, you, it's... You just don't know... But everybody's kind of... You don't know if it's real or... A joke's not the right word for this, but, you know... There's no context for what they tweet. You correct. know what I mean? Or there's no context for what they say. Um, are they serious? Are they, is it just, uh, you know, and the other thing you don't know is, is this a 16 year old boy? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, like you, you have, you know, just looking at their, um, their handles, you can't tell really much about a person. And so you, you don't know really who you, who they are. Uh, and, and there's a reason they like the anonymity about that. But, um, I just, you know, it was shocking and, uh, that's why we wrote about it. And people were like on me about like, why would you give this this person a, a platform? Well, I'll, I'll tell you why. Because the Bucks are taking it seriously enough to investigate it. That was the hook. The hook is here's an NFL team who gets, I'm sure, a ton of hate mail, uh, you know, a ton of, of mean tweets and all that stuff. But this one, this one they're they're looking into. Uh, and, and for all the reasons I just said. So, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, nothing will transpire beyond uh, just, you know, poor judgment on this person, but um, they'll certainly, they'll certainly keep an eye on it. And yeah, it was, uh, it was a story that got, that got picked up a lot, I know, uh, nationally. And I think it just, again, just reminds people of, you know, uh, just how serious folks can get about drafts, about, you know, win losses. I mean, you know, you should read my email um, when the Bucks lose or, uh, something goes wrong with one of the Tampa Bay teams. It's pretty. I know. I talked to Tom amazing. Jones tonight, and he said the amount of mail he's gotten over his column that Boston would win the series was really, lot. yeah, yeah. And you know, they, and we won't get into this very much anymore. Um, but I, I, I do think that there is this perception, and Tom and I used to talk to people about this on the radio all the time, that because you cover a team or you work in a certain media market, that you know much like TV does and we don't do, that you should be, 
you should you should be behind the boys. You should, you know, you should root for your teams in some aspect. Like it should be, you know, it's good for business. Yeah, go Bucks, go Rays. You know, we'll see tomorrow night. You know, it's like that's sort of what TV does. And oh, but TV is never... TV is the rights holder. I mean, they are doing right. the Tampa Bay Rays or the Tampa Bay Lightning broadcast. It's it, no, it's... and and that that is true. And yet, you know, we're a pewter partner. You know, but we have the separation of church and state. No, that's uh, more that's it, more of a marketing issue than it is the content. True, but but you know, know what? Everyone, when I, I don't know if everyone understands that. But well, I don't know that they do either. But you know what? Well, like when when a TV reporter goes to one buck place and asks hard questions of Jameis Winston or some other player with a microphone and a camera in their face, I think they're doing the job of journalism. I think they're being TV journalists. So you know, how do you take that hat off and then put on your lightning sweater and? do the newscast and say go bucks you know what i'm saying like you can't you're kind of like you're kind of like hopping on both sides of the fence anyway in print at least we have not made a practice of that and i think i think people have a hard time digesting how how a guy like tom jones or somebody else martin finley whomever uh would would not pick their team to win uh, or in fact in this case say this is it folks they're they're not going past boston um and they get upset with it and i know why they get upset they're fans but they don't really understand. Well, that, when Tom you know, writes a column like that, there are some that think he's rooting against the Lightning. Yes, that's what they have. That's a how they with. take it. That's is, what they have a problem. You know, with. that yeah. that was more of his. Uh, well, it's subjective because it's his opinion, but mm-hmm. his opinion, and you know what he thinks is going to happen. Not, I'm rooting for this one way or the other. It's this is what I. Or think I told you so. You know, you know, yeah, right. You guys predict yeah. NFL games every Sunday in the paper. I know, and I used and it's to fight not about, that all It's the not time. about I'm rooting for the Bucks or the Jaguars or, you know, Tom no. with the Steelers, whatever. It's not about that. Yeah. It's, this is my pick. This is who I think is going to win the game. I'm, you know, analyzing it. Right. It's analysis, and that's what Tom's column was. And Now, you can say he's wrong. That's okay. Yeah, well, he's frequently wrong. It's just his opinion. It's not – he's not rooting for an outcome, as you said. So, you know, anyway, I – I think Tom will be fine, and he actually, he actually, after game one, said told people not to panic, and if they didn't panic, they, they found out what he was talking about, that they came back, and it's a series. I love hockey because, man, it's such a marathon. It's so exhausting mentally and physically, and that's just if you watch the games. Can't imagine what those guys feel that play it, um, but uh, it's, one of the greatest, it's one of the greatest trophies in sports. It's, it's, it's one of the hardest to win, and uh, you know if you're a fan of a team, and you watch them, and you see the effort that goes into them playing this late in the year um, and going all out for 60 minutes. It's really fun. Well, we'll hear so. from Tom on tomorrow's podcast, who will be in Boston uh, for game three and four Wednesday and Friday night. So That's great. So I can ask him why the hell he Why predict. he's rooting against the Lightning. <laughs> why? That should be our first question, in fact. <laughs> oh, it will I know be. that's what people – oh, it will be, because people want to know that. So I'm just going to throw it right out there. Tom, why are you rooting against the Lightning? <laughs> It'll be perfect. Hey, we uh, we appreciate you guys listening to this podcast. We're here every Monday through Friday. Had a little trouble, I guess, with SoundCloud yesterday. It was not yeah, our it was, fault. It was a lot of podcasts had problems with it, not just us. but Yeah, it was a bunch. Um, but we appreciate you hanging in there. Steve got it, helped get it rectified, and eventually we got up. Um, but we're, uh, we try to have this for you in the mornings and uh, overnight even, for that matter, or early, very early mornings. Um, and it's something that we work really hard at. So we, we thank you for, uh, for listening every day. We want you to make it a habit. Um, we want you to contact us and have some interaction. You can reach us on Twitter at SportsDayTV. 
Uh, or you can reach me at Twitter at NFL Stroud or by email our Stroud at Tampa Bay. Dot com and love as always for you to rate and review this podcast steve where can they do that so anywhere you get your podcast so whether you're getting it through itunes or google play stitcher TuneIn, soundcloud iHeartRadio, or any third-party app uh, usually in those apps you can either leave a rating you can a thumbs up a like uh, you can leave comments often depending on which site and which app you're using uh, so we'd love it if you did that. Or you can always go to tampabay.com slash sports. You can comment there as well. Listen to the latest uh, episodes, comment there, and like it too. Well, it was a good day in sports for Sports Day Tampa Bay because the Lightning and the Rays both won. So if you're fans of them and you know, always interesting things going on with the Bucks, we'll start a mini camp next week, but we'll have lots to talk uh, about the Bucks as the week goes on as well. So Tom Jones tomorrow, make sure you come back here. We'll get you ready for game three in Boston on Wednesday. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times for Steve Versnick. Have a great day, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 